Now we come to the last part of the of this chapter where Jesus performs another miracle where he heals someone. So now it takes us towards the end of chapter 4, and uh, Jesus is performing another miracle. He is healing someone. So verse 43, after the two days, he left for Galilee. Now Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, for they also had been there. Once more, he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus replied, you may go. Your son will live. Now, you mentioned something about the prophet not being honored in his own, in his own home, in his own country. Could you share Share what, what it was that you were talking about. Jesus was receiving his hometown. So basically Galilee is where he's coming from, right? He just leaves Samaria. And Samaria is, is like, you know, up until now was a place that Jews didn't even want to go to. Like I said, they didn't even go through the town. They want to go around it. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into this city that has this kind of dynamic and nobody, there was no miracles done yet. These people believed. So now he's coming into his own hometown, right? Mm-hmm. And he's understanding that unless they see a sign, they're not going to believe. Yeah. And so there's this moment where you, I don't know his attitude. I don't know how he said these things, mm-hmm. but you can only imagine saying, man, I just came from this place mm-hmm. that y'all despise. And they didn't even seek for, for a, uh, for a miracle, right. they just was about the word. And as I broke the word to them, they knew and understood yeah. that I was the Christ, yeah. the savior of the world. Right. right. But now I'm here yeah. and yeah, I'm not going to believe unless I do something. Right. If I think that Jesus wants to take us all on a, a deeper level with him. He, to me, this was a rebuke him saying, unless you people, and the way I read it, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe unless you see those signs and wonders. Now, even though, and I get what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying there, even in that rebuke, even though this Jesus spoke to him that way, it still didn't deter him from begging, imploring Jesus to heal his son because he knew the condition in which his son, you know, lay at home. Um, he just kept asking, please come and, and, and heal my son. And Jesus says, just go your way. Your son will live, you know. And to me, 
and though even in the scripture, it says here that the man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, the fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour. And then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and all his household believed. Now, my takeaway from that was that this man took Jesus at his word, although they were looking for a sign, but he still had to believe. And he took, when Jesus says, go, your son will live. And he had to go. I don't know what distance he had to go, but he wasn't, I don't believe he was right there in Cana because I think it was, uh, but he was in Capernaum, right? So, and I don't know the distance between Cana and Capernaum, but he didn't see it at that, at that moment that his son was healed. So he had to go. And then on his way there, his servants met him and said, you know, your son's your son's living. He's, he's, he's healed. And he began to question at what time was this? And then he confirmed that it was the same time that Jesus spoke that his son will live. And so we have to take God at his word, as you said, without seeing, you know, without having the, the miracles, without it being the outcome being what we want it to be, but whatever God's will is for us, we still take him at his word. And if we take him at his word, let me back up and say, do we truly take him at his word? Or do we think he's a liar and he won't do what he says he will do? If we believe he is who he says he is, and we know that he cannot lie. We know that he will do what he says he will do. And it is imperative for us as his as believers as his his disciples as his children it is imperative for us to live out our beliefs cuz as we read in here it says that this man believed his whole household believed can we see that today can we see our whole our whole entire household believing because we believed our belief, our walking out has to be constant for someone to take us serious because we have, there are many false prophets. There's men, there's lots of fake news, fake Christians, <laughs> you know, if we could even say, put Christians and fake together. Um, but we have to live that out so that whether we're believing for our household to be saved or we're believing for something else for our family or for, for others, we have to have that constancy in our walk with the Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, so we have this, um, like you were saying that I think Jesus wants us to go deeper in our faith. Just like how, how many times should we, we, uh, we, we forgive them. Forgive. Seven? No, no, 70 times seven. He he wants to up our game. Man, I'm going to love everybody that loves me. No, he said, I want you to love your enemy. Up our game. See, that's a born-again lifestyle. That's heavenly thoughts because it's not something that we normally are acquainted with here on earth. So that lets you know that 
you are in Christ Jesus, it's a game changer. Old man has passed away, behold, all things become new. So we have to be these new creations that Christ made. We have to arm ourselves with the same mind of Christ. We have to follow after the spirit and not after the flesh. Exactly. We have to put on Christ Jesus. We have to arm ourselves with the holy armor. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the things that we as Christians need to prepare ourselves for because we are in a battle. You know, the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. So everything about us being born again Christian means that things change. We're not thinking the same. If God says something, he promises something, we have to believe that we can do it from him. We can lean, give it to him and trust him mm -hmm. because sometimes our prayers are not there so that we can get it our way. It has to happen the way we want it to happen. It has to be in this timetable that it has to happen before then. We pray to him. We trust him that everything will work together for good. So whatever we're going through, rejoice, count it all joy when you come into these moments, because when God has it, everything will work together for good. And so when I look at this, this dynamic between Sakar and then Galilee, Sakar being the Samaritans, uh, Galilee being of Jewish um, descent. descent, it's that many believed in Jesus without signs. Samaritans and his own people needed a sign to believe. For instance, example, what if Jesus said something, but it wasn't the time? By the time he got there, the boy wasn't healed. What would have that done with his faith? He said, man, I believe, but he got to the house. So he didn't say what time. He, he, he just said, your, your son is not going to die, right? Something to that effect. How many times we come across this all the time, that when something is not done in the timetable or how we want it, or if it's ever done, if it's ever answered, we tend to put a chip on our shoulder about God not doing and honoring his word. So Jesus is saying, listen, just believe. Trust me, believe that I'm not like man that I should lie. What I said, I'll do. Now, when that happens, how it happens, um, that's on him. But you trust him regardless of what, regardless of what you see or hear, you still trust him because he's faithful to his word, you know, regardless of the outcome. So when I, when I saw this, I, I uh, thought about Jesus when he makes this comment about unless you see, unless you see a miracle, you're not going to believe, right? Mm -hmm. I, th I thought about Thomas when he comes, he says, so blessed are those that that believe, blessed are those that, that have not seen and yet have believed. That's like, okay, we are those people that haven't seen, but we believe. We're blessed because of that. And so I think that's where God's trying to strip down our inabilities to, to grab hold of. It's got to be something. I got to see a man walk on water. I have to see a serpent's talk. I have to, you know, all these different things that that's written in the scripture. I've got to see it before I believe by faith. Through faith are we saved. It's the gift of God. So we have to, for by grace are we saved through faith and not that of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, mm -hmm. as any man should boast. And so we have this obligation to take God at his word. We can trust him. Like I said, he's not like man that he should lie. You know, he's the real deal. I was just going to add to that, um, you know, and and wanting us to go to that to that higher level. Um, Isaiah 55 and 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. This is King James, saith the Lord. And as the Holy Spirit revealed to me, God wants his thoughts to be our thoughts. He wants his ways to be our ways, which are higher, so that we are walking in that plane that he has for us. 
He's brought us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, which is a different dimension. We are seated together with him in heavenly places. So we have to continuously walk towards that plane that he set for us. Amen. And, um, you know, just thinking that from that perspective, if, if the will of God is that we can be conforming to the image of his son, um, we need to examine ourselves and see where we are in that process. Are we there in that process? Are we deficient in how we think, what we declare, what we, you know, what we say, what we do? If his will is to, that we be conforming to the image of his son, we are being sanctified. You know, it's a process. We cannot be satisfied living a life of old man. We can't be having the old thinking and then come up with excuses. Well, God knows. No, God desires for us to be conforming to the image of Jesus Christ. Some may think that yeah, when we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. No, we should be conforming into the image of Christ right now. Conforming into the image of Christ means that we have to, there's a process that we have to go through. Yeah. Um, so when we get to heaven, do we need to conform it to the image of Christ? No, because, well, yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, so therefore, it is a, a earth-bound mission of every believer to always be pursuing mm-hmm. to fulfill the will of God by surrendering ourselves to the Holy Spirit that he might form us, conform us into the image of Christ. Just like transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's not something of boom, you got it in your yeah. brain. No, every day is a day in which we are transforming and we are conforming into the image of God and renewing our mind every day. I was just looking at some videos of the grandsons today and, and the baby is in that video. uh, I guess he was maybe about seven or eight months, maybe, maybe nine months old. And he was was probably seven because he was still a little bit wobbly trying to stand up you know, on the, on the chair or pull up to the chair and then trying to get himself um, down so he'd be on the pillow and to see, to see him then how unsure he was of trying to stand up and sit down and get off of a pillow. He couldn't do it quite right or he couldn't do it by himself on that video. But we see him today, he's two years old, and he's running. He he can get up and down. He can climb up on the chair. He climbs up on lots of things. He can climb down off of the chair. He can sit on the pillow. He can get off the pillow. He can, he can jump a little bit in the air. You know, he runs through the house. So that's a process. He didn't stop, and he's still growing. He's not going to stay where he is right now at two years old. He's got so much more growing to do, but he's he's on that continuum to get to being a man to where he can do all these things by himself. And that's our Christian walk. It's a process. We fall down, we get back up. We do it again, we get back up. God is there as a faithful father, a faithful parent that does not want his children destroyed, you know, and want them hurt, but he knows that you have to go through some growing pains to get to where he knows you're going to be, you know, and that's what we have to keep doing. We keep moving. We keep, keep moving. 
Amen. Amen. And so we are uh, finished with the, the book of, not the book, but chapter. the chapter, the chapter four of John, and we'll be going into five. But um, we want to pray for you that um, God will open your eyes to see all that he has created you to be. Um, before you put on flesh, God knew you. That's why you are valued to him. And that's why he loves you. So in closing, we want to thank y'all for streaming with us. And we thank God for being, giving us the ability to just, uh, you know, just break bread, just sharing what we have, just trying to encourage people out there to get into their word for themselves and allow God to show you what's, what's there in your heart. So God be, God bless you. You have a blessed week. You have a blessed week continually. In the name of Christ Jesus, we thank you for participating. And like I said, you know where to reach us. Peace. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's iwfimh at gmail.com.